What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? Podcasts about life in the music industry. I'm your host, Patrick Tarnowski. Matt Reed is again not with us today, but we got we got we got Mike with us. Mike hey, got got Mike Ray. It's like it's the same it's the same initials as Matt Reed, so it's like it's, it's like kind of got the same. It's true, same guy. But yeah. you're from the band Haunter, which is pretty darn cool. Like the Pokemon. Yeah. Is that where Not it came really. from? No, actually, it wasn't intentional. Um, it was, it actually Haunt- came from, I mean, Haunter, Haunter's a pretty cool Pokemon. But Haunter the, is a cool Pokemon. The The idea was actually Enoma, our guitarist, who started the group. Um, when he started the band, he was actually dealing with like some night terrors pretty bad and was just okay. like, like, you know, going through some stuff and. Was sort of that was sort of haunting him, and then oh, we sure. started talking about some other stuff, and realized that music, like good music, will haunt you. You know, whether it's a song that's just stuck in your head and like won't mm-hmm. leave, and that sort of stuff. And so, just the idea of music as as a a thing that could haunt you was something that resonated with us. And and that plus night terrors plus whatever we settled on haunter, and then we were like, oh, Pokemon, all right, good, great, <laughs> great. Just put a nice little bow on it. But yeah, I mean. If you named it after the Pokemon, that's okay too. And yeah, it just you know that was it was just could, easier to it's so much easier to explain it that way to people sometimes. Like Hunter, <laughs> like like the Pokemon. Yeah, like the Pokemon. You could make like a uh, like a new EP or an album called Ghastly or something like that. Or, mm. You know. Yeah, we got a bunch of like I my my initials are M A R, and so like I my my old band used to call me Magmar all the time. So there's you know just deep. Deep just random deep, deep music, Pokemon, Pokemon ties, yeah. But <laughs> it was deep Pokemon lore in your past. <laughs> so, y'all just released your latest single, Untouchable. How's the response been for the single so far? Oh, it's been awesome. I like. I cannot tell you how thankful we are that everyone is responding to it the way that we we hoped they would. You know, um, mm-hmm. Untouchable is one of those songs that, um. My gosh, it was one of the first, not like we usually go. So the way our, our band works is we go to LA once every year or so and do sure. like three songs or four songs. It's just kind of when our producer has time to, you know, work us in. And it was the second batch of songs we ever did. So like we've had that song done for years. I mean, like four, probably four years. Because um, okay. we actually, we also went out and recorded a bunch before we ever even launched the project because we wanted mm-hmm. to have like so much in the chamber that, you know, just there's nothing worse than that band that like, releases a song and people love it and they don't have Got anything nothing. else, you know? So like, we didn't want, we don't want to run into that. So, sure. Um, so yeah, we've been sitting on it for years and just we're waiting for the right time and the right, you know, place and finally got to a point where we felt like it would reach a wide enough audience, you know, and, and, and get to, cause you know, we spent um, so much time and, you know, money on the video and everything else. And, and honestly, it's, I mean, not only is it one of, of all of our favorite songs we've ever done, but just the message is one that we really want to stand behind of just like, don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Right. Like just sure. mm-hmm. if you put your mind to it, like you can do anything and like, we'll get to the top of the world and like F everybody else, you know? Um, and so, yeah, we just, I, I like, we're thrilled to finally have it out. Um, response has been overwhelmingly positive, which I mean, generally you don't get a whole lot of negative responses unless it's trolls but yeah <laughs> we always we always appreciate i mean like there's 
there's that's a thing in music that like I mean, it's not it's not necessarily entirely helpful on a song that's already done and out and that sort of stuff. But like constructive feedback does matter, especially yeah, you know, that's the thing. especially when like you're sharing demos and stuff with people. I always try and tell people like, do you, what level of feedback do you want? Like, do you want me to tear this apart yeah, like, in, like, in, a, in a friendly way or do you want me to just like be like, yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah, it's, it's good. Great. It's a good song. It's good. So, Never listen to it again, though. But uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, because no. you could like you can like things and still find ways that you think. It oh, yeah. Be better. You know, Absolutely. like that's and that's that's what that's why I feel like. The it's always beneficial to have a, a somebody outside the band produce the band stuff. Mm -hmm. And if it's and if that's not the case, at least have somebody else like mix it because like the I feel like the more sets of ears wind up on something the better the final product will always Absolutely. be, you know, cause you get, you don't have, you need that person to be like, you know, that idea sucks. Sorry. Yeah. But like it just sucks. I mean, not and the thing is, is just because you go in with a song and it could be completely written. That doesn't mean that's how it has to, that doesn't mean it has to be the final product of it. You know? Well, and that's actually like, we're the polar opposite of that as a band like we so we're kind of unique in, in the sense that the first the first time we ever got together like the four of us well so we went to the studio for the very first time that was only the second time that the four of us in the band had been in the same room at the same time mm -hmm. like we had all kind of known each other or had connections or whatever but like didn't really you know just we didn't like we didn't write anything before we went we had they, like anoma and lucy had done some demos when they were, you know, starting the project, because it was no yeah. one Lucy, and then they brought on Mark, and then I, I got brought in like right at the tail end when we went to the studio. But we very quickly, when we got to the studio, realized that that Tyler, our producer, was going to be more inspired and just work better if we just kind of wrote from scratch rather mm -hmm. than try and make something else work. And so we just scrapped through everything aside and just started from scratch in the studio. And so every, literally every one of our songs was basically from conception to writing to recording to finished was three days a song which wow. is kind of kind of nuts and in, in yeah retrospect because that just that formula worked and we've just always stayed with it and we do like way more pre-pro now and go in with way more you know ideas and inspiration and and sure. you know demos and that sort of stuff but usually even then we just we pick the vibe of one that we really like and we scrap the actual demo itself and kind of rebuild that song you know so mm -hmm. i don't know it's you know we're a we're a weird band in that regard, but I, you know, I like it. Works I mean, it you know, everybody's got their own writing processes, you know, it's not everybody's the same. Uh, so do you have any more plans to like any plans to release any more songs throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, we should. Well, it's October or December. I don't know if there would be another one out before the end of the year. There'll be like, generally our plan every year is to do like, three or four new songs. So a new release every four weeks at the, okay. you know, at the most, or sorry, every three months at the most. Sure. Um, but then we'll do a, like a remix or something in between to keep it interesting. And um, I'm about to move and build a studio. And when we do that, I'm going to try and start doing like more like stripped down versions or alt versions or oh, different sure. arrangements or that sort of stuff. Just cause I, I like, I don't know who that'll resonate with. I just, as a musician, that's one of the things I've always loved is hearing a band be able to like, like, Oh yeah, you wrote, you wrote a cool song. Right. But like, can you deconstruct that song and does it still stand up? And like, mm -hmm. can it meet other, you know, is it still good in various different arrangements and that sort of right. stuff. And so just, just from a, 
a challenge standpoint of trying to to create those i think it should be fun but but yeah we'll we'll basically do at least four probably four new songs a year um okay. and then we'll just try and keep things interesting in between there with you know remixes and, and fun stuff oh yeah so before starting Haunter, all of you were doing multiple different bands or genres. What do you find the most rewarding about creating pop music? Oh man. Um it's just very freeing. There's not like I feel like there's less rules. Um in a way. And part of it too is like we we as Haunter have have intentionally tried not to like we don't want to just be a synth pop band or just yeah. be, you know, like, so we try and create a little variety between releases. So we've got, you know, like songs, I feel like that sound like churches, but other songs that sound more like Paris and other songs, like we've got songs, you know, that'll be out next year that are in the vein of like Coldplay and Carly Rae Jepsen. And it's just like very, di like it's all just kind of all over the place. And we've got yeah. straight up like, like pop punk songs. Cause we, you know, we're all pop punk kids at heart that, that, we'll have out um, probably next year too. So it's, it's one of those things that I think is a, it's freeing. Cause like pop is kind of like no real rules and you can get as weird as you want with it. And mm -hmm. if it works, it works, you know? And like in, in rock and in other stuff, it's kind of harder to do, you know, to get that, that creative freedom to just be like, we're going to pull K pop into this, or we're going to pull right. whatever into this. And like, I say that, but like uh, Tyler, Smith, our producer, um, also does like I Prevail and Falling in Reverse and like a bunch of right. heavy bands. Um, and there's stuff on on the I Prevail records that's straight hip hop and straight sure. like like there's K-pop influences. I mean, if you know what like Tyler and know what he like, you can hear the things that he was able to like pull into those. And I'm just like, so again, maybe there's maybe there's no rules in any genre if you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you do it right, I mean, I guess I feel like you're right with pop music. There's so many different variations of pop mm -hmm. music to where you can kind of float through all of them or incorporate or incorporate just about anything into it to make it pop still. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's just freeing. And that's yeah. the thing, too. It's like we because I had been in like a like sort of a pop punk pop rock band. I don't know. I've been in like a sort of a heavier pop rock i don't know like amberlin type band um mm -hmm. i never know what to call that that genre um and then rock yeah it's like rock but yeah. like kind of pop punky at times i don't know yeah. it's, just, it's just a rock <laughs> band it's just good they're just a good band mm -hmm. um and mark had done like pop the pop punk thing and then lucy's you know the singer of a like a metal band i mean like right. it's so far like a, a field of of what we do but and tyler had always done heavier stuff and it was really just kind of like we all liked pop music and we're just like, yo, do you want to get in a room and write some pop songs and just see what happens? Because yeah. there's no, you know, like, we don't have any, there's no real expectations for anything. It's kind of, it's it's very refreshing to go into a studio and be like, look, we're going to make music that we want to make for us. And if it resonates with people, great. And if it doesn't, cool. You know, like, it's it's just, just want to make music with friends. And, oh, yeah. and wherever it goes from there is is you know because we've all done this long enough that we've been through that thing where it's like you're holding a band together because you're trying to make it or you're trying to force things or you're trying to do stuff to get the big right. break and everything else and then everything falls apart because like it's the joy of of the art 
leaves, you know, because then it's about it's a business and not a, you know, something fun. So our goal was always just to keep it, you know, keep it as as light and and enjoyable as possible. And, and hopefully, you know, people seem to be liking songs. So that's that's all that really matters. Keep keep the fun in it, because if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. A hundred percent. So Haunter also formed during like the pandemic. What fal- what challenges did you face uh, while not only trying to start a band, but create oh, music during that time? Well, so we, we actually started a couple years before that. Um, oh, okay. Like I said, like I said, we, we went out to LA a couple times to record. We had like six songs done before sure. we ever launched anything. Okay. So, so we had kind of been a band for like a year and a half, two years before we actually launched, launched. Okay. Um, but yeah, our, our hard, like our first single debut of the band, like big promo push, all that stuff was Valentine's day, 2020. And then the world shut down. Like, yeah three weeks later. And so we immediately had to shelve all plans from there and, and just kind of regroup and, and try and figure out what to do, you know, in that scenario and um, shot both videos during COVID just cause that was, uh, well, I take that back. Love you better was that came out right before COVID um, that one was shot in fall of 2019. Um, I was, I had a family emergency, wasn't able to be in the in the video, which I'm I'm still sad about these days. Every time I see it, because I just love, love that. That's like one of my favorite songs, and yeah. I love that video. But um, we shot the Untouchable video during COVID, and oh, so that okay. tells you how long like we've been sitting on that song. Like it yeah. was, like it was a that was a COVID production, um, but it was just one of those things that you know, like it the video got delayed and one of the actors got COVID. You know, just yeah, just things happen, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it was tough, but it was it was not as tough, I don't think, for us as it would have been maybe for bands that work in a more traditional sense where everyone needs to be in the same room and writing together and doing what, you know, it was just, because we were still actually, we went, we were able to go to LA during COVID um, and record, you know, once things settled down enough and sure. travel and that sort of stuff was safe, we went in the fall. Um and it was the least fun LA trip ever because we just went from <laughs> the Airbnb to the studio to the Airbnb to yeah, the studio and didn't get to do it. Yeah, and yeah, didn't get to go out and do anything fun or you know. But again, like that's we're we're there for a primary reason to record, and everything else is just sort of fun. But the the COVID trip was the the least fun by far. But also, we just <laughs> because of that, we just wound up hanging out at our our producer's house with like Tyler and his wife Kim, and like they're. The, the nicest people ever and so unbelievably hospitable so it was cool to just you know connect in that regard oh yeah yeah i mean yeah there was i mean no one was doing a whole lot at that point in time so like that'd be i mean it it's weird to think about for anyone outside of like la or california but to like to go to la and then like not do any, anything, anything. like yeah like man that's a bummer yeah, it was a, uh, it was not, it was not the the most fun trip. I mean, it was a great trip because we got I mean, a lot done. But you were able to like focus more on yeah, music exactly. That, sort of that was that was the probably the most focused we've ever been because it was just like we don't have anything else to do. Just go that, home, think about the song you wrote that day, and then figure out a way to make it better. So absolutely, when we it, learned things. When it it comes to like promoting your own music, what social media do you feel creates the biggest impact for you? 
man um probably a question and noma can answer better than any of us because he's the guy that like he he's the the social not social really media like a guru yeah I, like and also just the one that's patient enough to deal with the chaos of the socials because it's just it is a crazy world out there and i don't know how he is able to just constantly you know be on there and pushing stuff and doing that sort of it's, stuff but like it's, it's well, we would gig. we would be nowhere without him i mean like he's the amount of work that he does for this band is insane um but honestly like tiktok probably has been the thing that's led to the most like you know up takes and followers and that sort of stuff has usually been when something like you know caught a bit on tiktok and i say caught a bit like you know yeah we're not getting millions of views but you know compared to relative things sure um but you know it's always a little bit of everything i mean i spend almost all my time on twitter just because that's i've you know been on it since like 2008 that's like that's I'm, your I'm, cling, I'm, media. I'm clinging to that dying platform every day and to hating it more and more x. but like yeah what? i refuse to call it x i won't i will no never. one calls it not a x. thing it'll never no. stick no um so like i'm on that all the time and and probably instagram but like it's really I don't know. So it's, it's, we find positives, you know, it, there's like pockets of fans that interact with us on each one, which is nice, yeah. you know? And so we know where, where we can go and, and there's a place for, you know, a good place for each where like Twitter is just kind of a, an unhinged stream of madness. Mostly. Yeah. It's just, it's just Twitter's where you do your shit posting and stuff. Yeah, know? exactly. That your uh, weird, your weird thoughts. Less serious. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just hey it's the middle of the night and i'm drinking and this is what i'm talking about because right that's the platform we have like every 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 diff every social media has its place you know like they they're for all sure. for different things you can post different things on every well and that's and get different responses that's what i hated when they all tried to start being the same thing yeah you know like when when instagram started adding video and everything else it was like uh, like it just there was like, like Twitter was a thing and like Snapchat was a thing. And like, it was all like, they're all, everything had its own little place. And then like, they were all just like, oh, let's do more of that. And so now it's like, yeah, that's successful. I mean, Facebook let's and Instagram are kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's like, but then, you know, like Vine was cool. And then suddenly like, but the, the novelty of Vine was that they were what, like 12 seconds, right. Or whatever the limit was. Yeah. And that was it, you know, and the same way that like TikTok was, was really cool at the beginning. Cause it was like short you didn't yeah. have a lot of time you know and, and now, like, and now, now you, can, you can now have like now it's long form video and i'm like this is just this is an instagram reel or everything it's the same it's all the it's same, all man. just the same stuff in the end which it's fine i mean like you know i just it yeah i i understand why different platforms are trying to cling on to whatever is you know the the popular thing at the time but it also just makes all of them matter less you know it's yeah. just like they all it's... kind of become the same same thing it's just kind of a, a bummer so i agree because eventually everyone's just posting the exact same thing on everything and just hoping even even, even twitter had what fleets for a while the little video you know they had the, oh the, yeah like stories the video stories and stuff i was like no we don't need this like that's not what twitter is yeah it's not a thing. i did like i did like um that uh um uh, instagram has like brought back like the myspace like away messages Type thing. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah! I remember that. The, the, I forget what it was that 
I don't know, I posted some Fallout Boy lyric or something the first day, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's, okay, it's, that's done that. Yeah, you know, it's, a, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that actually use it, but it's like, it's kind of fun. It's nostalgic. It made me immediately think of MySpace. <laughs> oh, 100%. It was cool that, like, I will say, like, the first, you got one, cat. Of many, one of many cats behind me, so nice. they'll, they'll be around. Um, that's That's Napoleon. Napoleon? I have an orange tabby cat as well. His name is Arthur Curry. Nice. The Aquaman. We've got, I've got a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of cats in this house. We'll, we'll get to that if we need to. Um, <laughs> but they're all, um, my girlfriend works at a, a, or used to work at a cat hospital and her mom okay. still does. And so it's just one of those things that like, they're all rescues and they just came in and everybody Never got left. along and didn't upset yeah the thing was like if they came in and upset the balance <clears throat> we'd find a home for them and they didn't so they stayed so there's <laughs> currently nine nine in this oh, house wow. um seven well five that have been around for a long time two that were pretty recent like young kitten finds and then two that are some geriatric rescues whose owner sure. passed away um we took in just because it's hard to find homes for old cats yeah um, absolutely that's awesome but yeah they they tend to make uh cameos on every podcast and zoom call i ever make it's, that's it's impossible to... that's what my cats love to do that's what cats are for right yeah my cat his favorite thing to do is like well first off he just needs to snuggle and be touching people at all points of time like he does his yeah and he's in my the, lap yeah, taking it's both the hands. orange it's the orange tabby it's what yeah. they do they're weird he cats. requires he requires human contact at all yeah. times if I'm like if I'm working on my laptop and stuff, he's constantly trying to sit on top of the keyboard, and I'm like, you got to get off. Yeah, man. he's like, I just want to be where your hands are. Like <laughs> your hands are not on me, and that is not acceptable. That's the only place your hands should ever be is on me. That can even you know, like I'll pet him with one hand and try and type with the other hand, and it's not enough. Yeah. It's never enough. Uh, he is, he is a weird cat. Does it? Does your cat also like to sleep under the blankets? Um, he, yeah, he's a little, I mean, he's just generally kind of crazy. He's very aggressively shaking the computer right now. Um, I love it. But yeah, he's a, I don't know. He's just, he's the biggest, I mean, he's a, a large cat. He's not like fat by any means, but he's like 20 pounds of just big. He's, he's a thick boy. Uh, yeah. He's just a, he's just a big, I mean, like his frame is just enormous too. I mean, it's like, like a, almost like a Maine Coon crossed with the, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, he's he just demands attention twenty four seven. So that's yeah, that's that's my cat too. Just loves it. Just talks and yells and screams if you're not touching him. And, you know all the all the fun stuff. Yeah. But we got but one more we question. Love, we before, love them. <laughs> before we go to a quick break. If you could give our listeners a piece of advice that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting out in your journey, what would it be? In music, yeah, especially, yeah. Um, stick to your gut and don't let somebody else tell you what you can and can't do. Um, it kind of ties in with, with the message of of Untouchable in a sense, but yeah. like, it's something that, especially in like like my old band, and I know um, plenty of people that have dealt with the same thing. It's like we had, like, we got really far and like really close to you know like like showcase for a major label and did you know like got like to the cusp of doing some stuff right but yeah 
but we, we had an album done and it was ready to go and it was like mixed to master. We were going to put it ourselves and we signed with new management and they're like, no, like we'll find somebody to, you know, and then the second we started letting other people make plans for us and tell us what to do and tell yeah. us what we should do and how we should, whatever, everything just dragged and dragged and dragged and fell apart. And then we started resenting it. And then it was two years later and the album wasn't out and we were just like trying to hold the band together because we, then we were in debt and it was just like, you know, it's like, so it's fine. Like, it is very wise always to get outside opinions and yes, listen to people that know more than you and, and take their advice. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like something is the right decision for you and somebody else keeps telling you it's not, and you still feel like it's the right thing for you, do it like just because you'll, you know, you don't want to regret later not having right. taken that, you know, right. taken that and chance. There's, cause... there's not one path. No, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's, it's like the industry's 90% luck or more anyway, you know, yeah. like the other, the other 10%, like there's yeah, like talent matters. Yeah. It's like 90% luck, 9% talent and 1%, I don't know, just whatever, you know, there's <laughs> definitely some people that don't have talent that just got luck, but true. that's something, Very but true. that's something we also like, we talk about a lot is so many people look at like a, a band that like blows up on, you know, gets popular on TikTok or something and something goes crazy and they're like, Oh man, they got so lucky. And it's like, I mean, yeah, there's luck involved in it, but you don't understand the like tens of thousands of hours that went into that luck. Right. You know, like there's like, like our friends loveless, like love those dudes. They're crushing it right now. And like, yeah, they blew up on like, you know, TikTok and stuff, but it's like Julian, was all over that for so long and yeah. worked his ass off. And then when the opportunity came, they were ready. Like they were locked in and ready to go. And like, you know, cause again, it's like kind of what we talked about before where it's like, you don't, there's always this bands have one song and it catches mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, cool. What else you got? And they're like, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. You know, like do your, you know, do your prep work. And so, yeah, yeah. there's, there's always luck, but like, but just take the chance. Cause if you right. don't, you'll regret it. We're not in the age of being able to get back to you later anymore. People need it now, now, nope. now. Yep. Yeah. Cool. We got I, five minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Five second Tom or whatever. Isn't that from uh, some some movie? It's like, I don't remember. Neither do I. I think it's from like Adam Sandler, an Adam Sandler movie. I think that's what it is. But on that, it's not important. Uh, on that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our next segment. What's up, friends? We're super stoked to tell you that we just partnered with G Fuel. And let me tell you, there is no more pop punk beverage on the market right now than G Fuel. G Fuel keeps you energized, focused, and hydrated. If you go to gfuel.com right now and use code unsigned pop punk you're gonna save 20% off your entire order you can get it in the tub form and have 40 freaking servings of flavors like Rick and Morty's unstable portal fluid which is a delicious strawberry limeade or get something in the can form like Sonic's peach rings or Crash Bandicoot's wumpa fruit go to gfuel.com and check it out for yourself let us know what your favorite flavor is and once again don't forget to use our code unsigned pop punk to save 20 percent it's a heck of a deal man and we're back thanks so much for sticking around now it's time to hop into everyone's favorite uh segment the food for thought segment where we just talk about the the 
get into the nitty gritty, like the the food. You know, we're gonna get we're gonna get this is journalism at its best here. Hey, I mean, you know, there are no <laughs> rules. No rules. I was a journal I was a journalism major, there's no rules. I am not a journalism major. And I, no, I was I was a sports media major, so it's like, you know. That's it, way cool. It's, it's very like it was cool. I enjoyed it. It was it was I was really good at it and I really, really enjoyed doing it. But I realized very quickly that it was gonna be one of those things that was gonna be something that would require me to move every year to go yeah. from like slightly better job to slightly better job to slightly better job to like maybe sure. if I'm lucky eventually get back to Texas. And I was just like, I don't that's not a way to try and start family or you know, it's just it just didn't seem I didn't really have that that grind, I guess, anymore. Sure. I think part of it too is I had already like I I had already toured for, you know, like seven years in bands and stuff and went back and finished school. And it's like, yo, I've slept on couches and floors and <laughs> I've done all that traveled shit. the world for no I've traveled the world for no money before. I don't really want to do that anymore. You know, if I was if I was twenty two <laughs> and I graduated, it may have been different, but I was not. So um but yeah, it's fun. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's something I still want to try and get back into, like even if it's just working for like a, I don't know, like a blog or something here and there, just to spend most of my time on on sports message boards, writing very well informed, well cited blog posts or like message board <laughs> posts that no one cares about because that's you know the outlet. I gotta gotta use. There you go. <laughs> gotta use that brain somewhere. Hell yeah. So. We all know that Texas is known for its barbecue, but what would you say is the second most dominant food option in Texas? Man, um, my guess would probably be Mexican food, Um, but it really, then it's Tex-Mex, you know? So it's like, is it really, it's not, you know, there's not, we're not known for our traditional Mexican food as much as we are, obviously, for Tex-Mex. But I would say, yeah, if it's just in terms of, of the things you see most around it. Yeah. I mean, Tex-Mex, um, barbecue, lots of steakhouses everywhere too. Um, yeah. But that's oh, a yeah. nice thing. Houston, Houston is such a, like we're, for, we're from Houston. It's such a, mm-hmm. like a sort of cultural blending pot that's like, we've got like phenomenal Indian food and Mediterranean food. And like, there's just anything you want to find in this city food wise you can find if you know where to go and that's like the i don't know i just think it's cool it's not like yeah i don't feel like every big city has quite the same i mean obviously new york does but like there's so many freaking people there melting pot gotta have but everything but but yeah i mean there's just so yeah mexican food probably be second second biggest but that makes sense yeah what's your what's your go-to tex-mex dish Man, so um, it's interesting you say that. So, like, I've been vegan for oh. almost six years now, oh. um, but but still am a like I. It's very rare to find, and the places that have had it, like, haven't kept it very long. But like, if I could find somewhere with like a good vegan cheese enchilada with like the chili sauce, like that is was always like. I, you know, like just growing up, that was the the be all end all of my life where cheese enchiladas. <laughs> and then um it's just so like I think it's it's mostly because it's the to make the vegan ones, it's just so expensive 
that sure. you know, they've got to charge like 20 something bucks for a, an enchilada platter and then no one's buying it. I'm just like, but there've been a couple of places that dropped. So if I can ever find like, like good cheese enchilada with the chili sauce, like be, you know, everything, That's but it. also queso. I mean, like yeah. queso makes everything better. It's true. That So this, I mean, I think this would be interesting but since you are vegan, this, this, uh, this question Maybe a little different then. What is one food that you could eat every day and not get sick of? Oh, man. Um, It's like a type of food, like pizza or something would be like, like it's pretty impossible to get (laughs) sick of pizza. Um, I agree. I worked at Italian food. I worked at Italian food places and pizza places for a long time when I was in the service industry. Ate pizza every day and never once got sick of it. Um, so that's probably the easiest, easiest answer. Um, it's accurate. I don't like. Thankfully, I don't get sick. I don't get sick of foods. That's the nice thing. Like if I really like something, I could eat it every day, and it doesn't matter what it is. And I just like. I've never once gotten tired of something I liked. So, thankfully, my brain is wired that way where I don't suddenly hate something <laughs> that I've loved. Cause I just, you know, got burnt out on it. My, um, my children, but yeah, pizza. I mean, I, I, my children will get, just say they, you know, out of, out of the blue, they, I don't like bananas anymore. Since when? Like <laughs> That happened to me as like a kid. I think I had like, I think it was like cantaloupe or something. I don't really sure. remember what it was. It was something that I had, it was a melon of some sort that I had eaten before and was totally fine. And then like ate it one day and like gagged or something. And then it was just like, I refused for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I still don't like cantaloupe. I don't know. It's like, and my mom was just like, what happened? And I was like, I, I hate that thing. Yeah. The worst. So I don't know. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's weird how that happens. Kids though, especially, you know, just. Yeah. My daughter for no good reason just decides she doesn't like stuff from day to day. So she's just awesome that oh way. sure yeah of course <laughs> how how could yeah i mean how why make it easy on you yeah that you could prep something that you know was good that she likes and then <laughs> i think the one thing i would gave her shit about i still always give her shit about is she'll say that she doesn't like ground beef but she likes ha- she loves hamburgers but she doesn't like ground beef. And I said, well, that doesn't make sense, sweetheart, because that is ground beef. And she's like, no, like, but it, it like, it's just a bit. She doesn't like it when it's in small pieces. Yeah. Uh, and it, and that's not even the case, actually. She just doesn't like taco seasoning. That's basically like, I figured it out because she'll eat oh, ground beef fair. and basically everything except when it comes to like, tacos or you know she tacos. doesn't like that Got it. okay sick of it so it's not that she doesn't like ground beef she meanwhile i'm like i'll put taco seasoning on anything because like oh yeah taco put that on my eggs let's better. go now <laughs> yeah, throw it in my soups throw it in everything like yeah it's delicious but that's that's what it is she doesn't, um, she doesn't know she, she she's a kid kids are kids are stupid <laughs> <laughs> what's that from uh that that's another movie that's home alone it's like kids are stupid mm. <laughs> uh can you tell me why t- 
Texans love the grocery store H-E-B so much? Is, is it not oh, just man. a normal grocery um, store? I guess it is. Um, they're all quite large, um, which is nice. But, I, I mean, I personally love it because they've got a, a ton of good vegan stuff. Okay. Um, it's like, I especially like as vegan, like when you're eating and I, I, most of the stuff I eat is frozen, right? I'm not cooking from scratch most days because I just don't have that energy. Sure. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I love, like there's no one store that carries all of the products that I love. Like I've got to go all over the place to get all the things. Cause like, you know, the selection's not, you know, there's no fully vegan stores that whatever sure. HB always has the most. So if I got to go to one, go to HB in a heartbeat. Um, I don't know. It's just very like, maybe it's just local pride, you know, but like, there's also, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like that's not the only like local, you know, store, but I mean, we also love ourselves at Bucky's. So that's, you know, ah, Bucky's, that's mean. man. The place life changing. Life changing. That's a, that's a life changing like gas station. I will go, I will go out of, I will go like fairly significantly out of my way to go to Bucky's. Like it's worth the, worth the trip. We is. don't have anything special like that in Minnesota. We have like quick trips, but not QT quick trips. We have, you know. Oh, with the KW. KW, KW quick yeah. trip. See, QT. Yeah. That's different. That's a whole different yeah. ball game. That's a good one. Yeah, no, QT. QT is great. I was going to say QT is probably my, was probably my favorite gas station before Bucky's. Because that was yeah. just like, I lived for the sweet tea and, you know when I could eat the more of the stuff they had there, like all the rollers and grillers and stuff. Yeah. QT. It's a, it's quick a trip, great quick trip. Quick trip is clutch on, on tour. And it was like nicer than like, like loves or like pilot or whatever that are like predominantly like truck stop type places. Yeah. You know, it's like they had good selection stuff, but like, because there's so many of them, they vary greatly in terms of how clean they are. And like, some might be super nice and some might be the dirtiest place you've ever been in your life. And that's, you know, that's what Bucky's banked their whole thing on. They're just like, yeah, we have clean bathrooms. Bathrooms are always clean. Always clean. They're private and they're clean. Like, it's just like, okay, say less. Say less. Yeah. I'm on the way already. Yeah, there is uh, there is not a Bucky's anywhere near us. <laughs> well, you'll get, we'll get there. I think it's, they've gotten to like Tennessee now. I mean, they're getting, I don't know, they're getting out there. So I know. I think, that, yeah. It's only, only a matter of time. The closest, like, QT, I think, is in Kansas City. <laughs> no, wait. There's a random one in Des Moines, Iowa. I remember that. I always remember driving through. It's yeah. off of 35. Okay. There's just a... How far is Des Moines from, from where you are? Five or five or six hours? Okay. I've just been, I mean, been there on tour and yeah. stuff. And obviously been in Minnesota, but I just... Very rarely was the Minnesota to Des Moines the routing was. Yeah, I mean, passing through different, just, you know. I just like. I think you're you, either you or I'm cutting out. My network has been not fantastic today. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's nice. I'm seeing. I mean, you know, I haven't lost. Uh, yeah, I got you. Okay. Are you good? Am I? I think I'm good. Are you good? It said, I mean, I got a thing that says like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, like you, you'll, you'll get like caught up at times, but 
all the words I feel like get there eventually. They like speed up and catch up. You know how the internet does that? It's like yeah. It's like oh, he froze. Oh wait, there's all the words at once. Got it. Okay. Oh, um, nice, nice. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean I I everything seems okay ish on my end. But if we need to like no, I restart I think, session or something, I'm happy I think to do it's, whatever. I think it's cool. on my end. So, but because uh, I was having a little bit of issue throughout gotcha. the day, but we'll uh we're almost done. So we'll yeah, just... I went, I went, I went fully streaming at the mirrors back to where I just like, I've got like, like gigabit plus on everything and just Wi-Fi only, you know, well, not Wi-Fi only, I mean, hardwire everything I possibly can, but streaming only like no cable, no whatever. And so thankfully the Wi-Fi doesn't cut out too much. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, when my kids are home, my Wi-Fi is l- just at its peak being used so <laughs> yeah well, i always tell people i was like yeah it's just tell my dad and everything else is like get more than you need yeah always more than you need absolutely but never un- never underestimate the amount of wi-fi that a child can <laughs> can devour on yeah. multi multiple screens at once absolutely yeah which is like, why is everything dragging it's like oh i'm just downloading like four seasons of this show on BitTorrent. it's like it's only like <laughs> 85 gigs it's fine right it's okay (laughs) yeah just just hanging out on the pirate bay yeah (laughs) well that's it for the uh food for thought segment now we're gonna we're gonna finish off strong with a rapid fire question segment friendships will be tested rapid fire questions you're just gonna speak from the heart you're going to shoot from the hip. First thing that comes to your brain, go for it. Uh, I usually either excel or suck terribly at these, and it depends on the day. So let's go. I'm in. I think you got this. It's it's pretty easy. Mountain Dew? Okay, never know. Or Mellow Yellow? Ooh. Um, man. Mellow Yellow, but there's a caveat. Okay. And that caveat is that Days of Thunder is one of my favorite movies of all time. And yes. Rowdy Burns was driving the Mellow Yellow car, and then Cole Trickle wound up driving it after Rowdy got hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as a kid, I was like, Mellow Yellow, let's go. I can't go to City Chevrolet. I can't buy Superflow. I can buy Mellow Yellow. Like, mm-hmm. that's Damn so right. Uh, yeah, you can. It's just a, a nerd that loves a NASCAR movie, but. That's a great movie, though. Like, it is, and it, like the thing that's hilarious about it is it's it's literally Talladega Nights, just not funny. Like the yeah. plots are basically the same. There's a yeah. big crash. Both guys get hurt. There's like one of them doesn't really get right, and and John C. Riley's in both of them just because, of course, he is. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he's buddy, buddy buddy Brotherton. Uh, yeah, in in he's like one of the the guys in the pit crew or whatever for culture. I don't know. Yeah, I don't need to I go down that tangent. That. It's supposed to be rap. Supposed to be rapid fire, not Mike talks it, about Days of Thunder. It usually doesn't go super rapid, but <laughs> okay, fine. I just that's like one of those movies I rarely get to just bring up, and that triggered it's me. A, so good know, though. A it's a great. It's film. a good film. It's a yeah. great movie. It's a great movie. It's where Tom yeah. Cruise and Nicole Kidman met. Like it's it's you know did important things. Absolutely. All right, horror or comedy movies. Ooh, horror. Right. Um, 
both are great. Obviously, there's like though the horror comedy often is not great. The good ones are very good. Oh, but yeah. for a while there, when there was a new like scary movie spinoff or whatever, or one of these scary those, movies, they, those for were a while rough. it just yeah. got it got bad. Uh, yeah, horror always horror. Um, uh. <laughs> they yeah a good horror like Evil Dead Two. Chef's yeah, kiss. when it's done, like when it's done well, like I mean, horror as a whole is good, and when like horror and comedy can intertwine in a good way, it's perfect. Absolutely. But like, it's, it's they try too hard so many oh. times. Yeah, it's like okay, this is this was either really funny on set, and y'all thought it would translate, and maybe it didn't. Like this is an inside joke. I don't know. Um, but like some of the best horror comedy movies really aren't. Intent. I don't think we're intended to be comedies. They just were very campy, and then it just became funny. You know, which is that's also fair. fine. That's fair. So. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like we, like I've got Shutter. I've got Shutter on my TV because, like, that's one of the apps. You know, just I, nothing better to do. I used to have Shutter. I used to have Shutter, and then we like I stopped paying for it, and then I. It's the forgot. worst. Like it is the worst actual app ever. Like the user experience of the app sucks it crashes all the time it's hard to navigate nothing it's the like every button that does a thing on an apple tv does the opposite thing on that it's just like who designed like but <laughs> i still have it because like give me the horror it's worth it it's worth it's worth the unpleasant truth that's fair <laughs> cartoon network or nickelodeon oh uh nickelodeon i think that's probably a just an age related thing like growing up you know, like I, I was still like Nickelodeon to me, though, is a lot of not cartoon shows. I mean, right. There's a lot of cartoon shows on it, but like I grew up on, you know, the adventures of Pete and Pete and salute your shorts and like those, you know, all that. And hey, dude, Keenan and Kel and like the Yeah. Hey, dude. Exactly. Like those, you know, I wasn't. I, I you know, there were like there was still like Rockers Modern Life and Stampy. I mean, there were lots of cool like lots of shows. Cool. Um, animated shows at the time, but was always drawn more toward the Nickelodeon stuff, probably just because the live action stuff. I mean, it, they're both great. Once again, well, all of these, all of the oh, they are, are absolutely great. like all, all yeah, the it's... options and all these questions. Either one is good. They're good choices. Um, let's see, thin crust or regular crust pizza. Ooh, regular. Um, I do appreciate a thin crust um, when it's done really well. It's nice, like to have that crisp. But I just, I don't know. I, it just, I feel a little underwhelmed with the thin crust pizza. You know, sure. it's like this is good. I just wish there was more of it. You know, yeah. like give me a little more, a little more substance. Yeah, I feel like you can it get never like makes kind of an full. in between where you still got like a, yeah. If you can get like a really crispy, normal crust. Mm-hmm. when that's done well it's it's very good but that's um but yeah standard and standard of a deep dish too that wasn't part of the question but just <laughs> deep dish is just weird i agree well, i love i love you chicago and i will all i will always eat a deep dish pizza when i'm in your city and it's just more of a pie that's like taking the pizza pie and focusing more on the pie than the pizza you know like which is fine i mean it's great like in moderation. I just don't think I could eat it. Like thin crust, there's not enough. Deep dish, too much. Too much happening. You know, like, that's fair. 
That's either. Fair. You need I a agree. happy medium. I agree. Meat in the middle, regular crust. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan or Tara Reed? Oh man. Um Tara Reed, because American Pie. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. Just that uh, was Yeah. Oh shit. Also, man. Sharknado. Okay. I mean, like that's that's a that's a hard, yeah, it's a hard. I mean, like, because there's a lot of, you know, like, especially my generation, like, grew up on, you know, like, Parent Trap and stuff. There's, like, right. lots of Lindsay Lohan stuff, too. But, like, but yeah, American Pie was, like, one of the, you know, that, that at least the first few of those were more solid back in the day. I, um, I think all of, like, the main cast ones are actually all very good. They're definitely, like... Yeah, when they started they, spinning off, it got weird. Yeah, yeah. It's got to have the actual original cast for it to be good. It's cat, it's cat cameo number two. Mm. He's just slinking on by. Who's this one? That's Leith. Um, it means gray in Irish or oh. Welsh. Irish. Nice. I think it's Irish. Um, he's gray tabby. I don't know. Just just fit. He's a shoulder cat. He'll like ride around on my shoulder all day. He's a nice. weird. He's a weirdo. He'll just stand at my feet and meow until I pick him up. And he just sits on my shoulder i like it <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a cool he's a cool little dude weird little guy but hell yeah so we got, um we got one more question sure. in for up rapid fire and that's newfound glory or mxpx oh uh man mxpx is my heart's answer but nice. i'm going to see new but i'm going to see newfound glory tomorrow that's awesome. So my brain, my brain is very newfound glory is very front of you know front of mind. Um, yeah, that that uh, all American rejects newfound glory. Yep. I just um, saw that Motion City and the Get Up Kids. I think is the lineup here, which I'm yeah. stoked on. I mean, like, I'm thrilled for that. Yeah, I got um, this. I got this Get Up Kids sweatshirt at the heck show. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I will be. Uh, I'm like I'm getting there first, like because they're they're opening and like that's. I mean, honestly, the Get Up Kids are probably legends my well yeah i mean like they're one of my favorite bands of all time but i'm also from oklahoma originally so like all american rejects have a spot in my heart because like you know we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of bands from oklahoma they were great are are they yeah they've been like for a long time they were like a discography band for me like just every song on every record no skips like burn through just whatever um haven't listened to the new stuff as much since they got back together after they broke up but even like kids in the street their last record they put out in like 2012 that like i don't think a lot of people listen to because i don't know the scene was kind of dying at that time yeah. it's one of my favorite favorite albums to this day like just love like i love that album love that band i just never saw them live until i just saw them like oh they kill it month. they've always and it killed was, it. they were incredible they've always wild. killed it do they i guess i'll find out tomorrow i was wondering if they tour with if they still have a like a touring basis that plays sometimes and tyson just wants to sing and then sometimes tyson plays bass yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a like there was a when that Kids in the Street record came out that uh the bass player touring with him at the time was Matt Rubano from Taking Back Sunday and oh. a million other great things. Yeah. Um I mean shit, he's on like a Lauren Hill record. I mean like a just 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 a phenomenal like just phenomenally talented guy. Um but there's a there's a song on that record that has like a, a double bass intro, like two bass parts together. And it's like that's not a thing you get very often. And I was no. a just stoked that that existed, and then b live it was like 
Tyson and Matt doing like a dueling bass solo. <laughs> nice. Like that led into that song. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Cause I, I was a bass player at the time, been a bass player in a lot of my bands. So, you know, we'll always lean that way. Um, but yeah, MXPX, I think, has got to be the 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 heart answer. Just and their new know, album something is great. About, something about my career's voice just mm-hmm. just hits me in all the right ways. Um, even though somebody said to me like, Mike Herrera, my first like the immediate thing that pops into my mind is his guest vocal on Radio Number Two, the Atari song <laughs> from mm-hmm. So Long Astoria, just because I don't like. I don't know. At the time when I heard that, I was like, "Hey, that's Mike from XPX," and like now my brain just when I think Mike from XPX, I think of that. And song, they just—he's even one of their songs. But those two bands also just announced today that they're going on on a short little stint together. Wait, the Ataris? Yeah. The XPX? I, yeah. <laughs> oh damn. Okay. I don't. I. I'm sure it's not coming to Texas because nothing. Well, not. Coming I don't to Houston, think it's so many tourists don't. Yeah, it doesn't Especially look the short like it's going very far. It's like four well, or five shows, I think. Oh. Uh, find out if i can make it yeah. sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta make it work let's go for it let's fly drive go get surfed yeah that's like speaking of, of album that like so long a story is probably it's got to be on the short list of just like perfect pop punk records yeah it's a great album like just opening note to final note no like there's just nothing bad nothing no. bad about it and i've always been a big atari's fan though i think like all of their stuff is good. I've always loved it. Yeah, they're, I mean, like, and they're still great live. I mean, even if it's just, I don't know the lineup they're currently touring with. Lately, it's just been Chris and some guys. I think this lineup is the So Long Astoria lineup. Okay, yeah, I saw them on that anniversary tour, and they did that, and it was awesome. And, it, you know, it's been, I don't know, a while now. Um, yeah. But, like, that was, yeah. And they played, like, like a 200 cap room and it was just like yes like take me back like let's go like we're yeah. s- like sandwiched in here like sardines i can't <laughs> move i'm sweating and i'm standing still like but that's i miss this you know miss those days yeah the good days it's, it's always a good time uh going to a club show oh it's amazing and especially when older bands or bigger bands still play club shows you know mm-hmm. like if that's a thing that happened like i saw like i went to Foo fighters last night and they played at 713 Music Hall, which is like a new venue down here. And it holds, I mean, a few thousand people. But like for the Foo Fighters, you, you'd expect to see them at like, if not a stadium, at least an arena. Right. You know, not like a just a standard, you know. So that was, a, I don't know, it was a freaking cool show. They were a bucket list band of mine that I finally got to cross off. So that's awesome. I'm hoping to get to see them sometime because I know that they're they're going back out on tour. So. Left yeah, up. that was like they they had a like I I tried to see them forever and ever and just I was on tour or like something didn't work out and and finally had tickets to see them like in LA and then Taylor died and they canceled those shows and I was like yeah that I had all I right had tickets for that tour I had floor, too. floor seats for the LA show and yeah. like for both shows and I was like I'm gonna fly out it's gonna be great and then so finally got to see them last night though so awesome you know that's check my- out. That's my wife's favorite band of all time. So I had bought her they're, tickets for they're Christmas. Just, they're just so good. Yeah, they're great. Like they're, they're like, they're, I could make a very strong argument that they're the last great American rock and roll band. Yeah. I, like, it's a, it's a pretty easy, like, argument who else, you know, like, like, yeah, there's, I mean, 
different i mean if you want to go into like different genres was like pearl jam but they're not like straight rock and roll you know and then there's like metallica but they're like wait they're heavy you know it's like yeah. that's but all three of those bands are still you know still crushing it but like that's we there's i don't know i don't know if there'll ever be another foo fighters just i don't we'll, we'll have to wait and find out i guess but if there are then that's a, that's a great thing it's a great thing for the music because yeah. that's just but that's it. You did it. You finished the podcast. Now's your chance. Let everybody know what you got going on, where they can find you, and what's next. Sure. So again, um, band is called Haunter. Um, the single we just released is called Untouchable. Um, it's one that is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, I hope everyone that hears this goes and checks it out. Um, we are at Haunter Isn't Real on all socials. So TikTok, Instagram, Twitter x whatever the hell it's called um just at haunter isn't real we are very much real but you know that's what is real you know so um <laughs> haunter isn't real.com is the website as well um uh, so you can always find us you know worst case haunters real.com find everything else from there um but yeah untouchable go check it out absolutely everybody make sure you go Follow them on social media. Check out Untouchable and check out every other song that they put out because they're all great. They're all good tracks. You're not going to be upset listening to the entire thing. So I mean, we try sometimes. Every time you you don't try. You know what? You don't try. You you just do. You just, just do. Yeah. You just do. You're great. Do 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 or do not. There's there no is try. no try. <laughs> but. Mike, thanks so much for hanging out with us today, or me today. Pleasure. Just me. Yeah, Normally absolute it's pleasure. Us, but, but, That's fine. Yeah. but uh, Come back for the us. Yeah, come back for the us. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the rest of y'all, hang out with me. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to hop up into the unsigned pop punk news, and you'll hear that right after this jingle. What's up, my friends? We have come a long ways from you know that 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 uh news song is so long uh but yeah we want to hear from you hit us up let us know what you think in the comments wherever you're listening to this or watching this just hit us up let's chat let's be friends it's a good time uh we're we're nice friendly people um so yeah or join our discord um and you can be friends with a whole bunch of different like-minded people it's great uh, 15% of every purchase of our gender equality shirts are donated to the Trevor Project. And we have a whole bunch of new products in our gender equality um, drop. We've got like a sweatshirt. We got a coffee mug. We got crop tops. We got like eight different color shirts. You know, let's go. I mean, it's pretty much in anything you want it to be on. And uh, yeah, so the Trevor Project's mission is to end suicide among the LGBTQ youth. So help us in supporting this amazing cause and supporting young, uh, supporting saving young LGBTQ lives. We got our metal merch drop and boy, it's, it's freaking awesome. There's some, just some cool, cool stuff in there. So check that out. Go to unsignedpoppunk.com. Make sure you're checking it out. Um, yeah, and that you can you can subscribe to all of our stuff under Unsigned Pop Punk. You can find 
different ways of checking out this podcast or any other shows we do, events that we're putting on or will be at. Um, what? Gosh, what else? We, I mean, we do. We're doing lots of fun stuff. So yeah, just unsidepoppunk.com will give you everything you need in 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 your life. Uh, but that's the way the news goes. Thanks so much to Mike from Haunter from hanging for hanging out with me today. Thanks for Matt. Thanks to Matt for always being my friend. Thanks to Super Gibby for always being my friend as well. Thanks to Lawrence Crow for all of his awesome design work that he always does and making all of the coolest freaking merch that we could ever, ever feel we could have uh thanks so much to ross dude one of the things i just saw this was so cool ross from electric kiwi man he just did a website for joey mcintyre from the freaking new kids on the block that's so awesome that's freaking so cool so yeah if you need an awesome website done uh at a great price and by someone you can obviously trust because joey mcintyre trusts him uh Hit up Ross at Electric Kiwi for your website needs. So, heck yeah, that's the way the news goes. Again, thanks for hanging out, and I'll uh, see you next Monday. Bye. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsignedpoppunk. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see. Thank you all so much.